Do you experience every emotion, but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Hello. It feels like a really long time. It really does. It's been forever, you guys. It has, but we've been doing so many fun things that we've been keeping busy. We have. You guys, my husband surprised me and flew me up to see my best friend. It was wonderful, and I just got back, but now I'm about to leave again, so it's going to be a very quick episode. She is. She is on the go, but I am so grateful. Literally, I got the call. They were coming to visit. It was the best day ever. It was a little hilarious because I like had to go out and get a car seat. I, had to, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the care and keeping of infants. So it was so fun. I got to show them around where I grew up and just so grateful for the best best friend and for Sage being a wonderful husband to my best friend. He is the best. Oh, gosh. <laughs> God, are you telling me to chill out? Um, I almost just choked. Um, yeah, no. She wonderful. choked on her words. I did choke on my words. I got so choked up. Um, no, it was wonderful. Catherine, I still have to pay you back for the car seat. <laughs> she was awesome. She really like went above and beyond to make sure we were welcome. We got to see all her wonderful homes and got to be a part of her childhood, which was just it was an honor and I just felt so special. And I know that we talk about Catherine's parents a lot on this podcast. They truly are as wonderful as she makes them seem. We talk about them a lot because I hang out with them a lot. And I feel like now Alexis really understands because now she understands how close of proximity I live to them too. And how it just, it's so convenient to see them. It's so wonderful. And I have to say too, one of my one of my bonus highlights of getting to see you both and, you know, Mr. Steele was Steele got to see snow. He is a Texas so boy. <laughs> oh, I died. I died. I loved it so much. So we had the best trip. We had so much fun. I am going to warn everyone right now who thinks it's going to be fun to play any type of board game or just game in general with me and Alexis. I am we so win. sorry. Because we're going to win. <laughs> and we're not gracious winners. We are like in your face singing, we are the champions, doing warm-up dances. Um, I would say yes. we're humble in most instances. We're pretty graceful in most instances, but not that. Board games was like a new mm -hmm. level. I Yeah, Eye of the Tiger was going on. We are the champions. We were standing on chairs and we were playing a game where you had to guess different words based on one word that one of us like said to the other person. Oh my gosh, we are you so guys. good at it. <laughs> uh, we realized how creepily alike we are. Um, first of all, my husband said we have the same shampoo, same backup shampoo, and same toothbrushes, which freaked him out. Um, but then I would be like, the hint is what you did May 3rd. And she'd be like, foot, diamond, this, that. And everybody was like, what the? This does not even make sense. And I'm like, we just know each other, you guys. We just know each other. 
It, it really, yeah, it definitely, definitely freaked everyone else out. One of my favorites, Alexis, was I told my mom and I was like, yeah, one of them was like foot and one of the answers was ghost. And my sweet mom was like, that makes total sense. Ghosts don't have feet. And I thought, finally, someone else who understands oh, us. <laughs> she's on our level, man. She is on our level. I she love is. it. She I- is. So. We had so much fun, but one of the things that we talked about a lot while Alexis was up here was, you know, we both are on quite the health journey and we got several messages from all of you talking about how you enjoyed that we were talking about body image and our own struggles with body image in our last episode. And we've mentioned that before. So we just wanted to dive a little bit more into that. This is going to be a quick episode. So we thought we kind of dive in and we can do a deeper episode later, but that's something that you all really wanted to hear. So let's Mm -hmm. do it. You know, Catherine, I get so many messages a day about how people are so thankful that we're transparent. Um, I really pride myself on not using filters a lot. Um, of course I do occasionally because what girl doesn't, but one thing, you know, I need to be completely transparent right up the front. Um, I do not have healthy body image and I'm not someone that has figured out how to cope with that quite yet. Um, I just actually talked to a therapist this week about like helping me get past that. I've been in therapy before, before, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a journalist. I've been on TV from a very young age. And so the critiquing of my body started at a very young age. Um, I even remember as young as 17 being critiqued about how my breasts were too big for being on air. And this was by another man producer. So, um, I've been critiqued my whole life, whether it be chopping my hair off, um, me gaining a pound, you can tell it in my face. Um, so I have a lot of emotional trauma when it comes to my body. So when I gain a pound, you guys, like, it's so bad, Catherine, that I just told this therapist, I was like, it's so bad that every time I go in to use the bathroom, I weigh myself. Every time I walk past a mirror, I lift my shirt up to see if my stomach has gotten bigger. And that's not healthy. I'm saying that right now because I'm calling myself out. I haven't quite figured out how to cope with it. Um, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm trying to be better every day. And a lot of that goes back to my faith. Um, My dear friend, our dear friend, Kayla, gave me a devotional that's about healing. And in the devotional, what really stuck out to me actually this morning, Catherine, I think you'll love this, was it was talking about how God created you in his perfect image. And it's like, okay, if the creator of the universe created me and saw perfection, why in the world am I questioning my appearance? It's something so simple and so vain, but yet all of us suffer from it. And so I just want to be really honest right up from the gate because, like I said, I'm still learning how to do this as well. Oh, wholeheartedly. And to build off of that, and then I'll go back a little bit into how, how I am about body image, but I love that because I have been told, and I love, you know, when you look at worry is the opposite of prayer, right? And questioning Mm -hmm. your faith. And it's the same type of thing. And I've tried to focus my mind on that as well. If God, God creates us this way, and it's almost like we're questioning his creation when we're so hard on ourselves. And when you shift it that way, that's a really positive mental shift. I am not going to say I am totally good at it because I agree. I think So many of us, it's hard. It's hard to even explain when you aren't a young woman in society who has grown up with these challenges, what it actually is like 
to have these thoughts when you're eight, nine, 10 and growing up. And it's, you know, you don't, you don't think those little tiny seeds of thoughts will grow and grow and grow. But I agree. I've always been in positions and sports and everything where I'm in front of lots of people. And that leads to so much criticism of yourself and so much comparison. And I mean, just little things like I was cheerleader in high school and that always wanting to like fit into that, what you think you should look like in your mind. And then going into college. And one of the things that I really struggled with body image wise is when, and I've shared a little bit about this before, but after, after college, I had my jaw broken in five places and wired shut. And I could look in the mirror and not actually recognize myself. I mean, I was so swollen. My face didn't look like my face. And it's a really, really weird and uncomfortable scenario to not be able to actually recognize yourself in the mirror. And it leads to a weird body dysmorphia. It just, it it compounds all those issues kind of in a different way. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that is interesting that I know I've shared with you, Alexis, is that my mom likes to say in a lot of ways, being a rodeo queen and going through that process and being Miss Rodeo America was actually cathartic for me in that I was able to kind of have this confidence in my appearance again. Mm-hmm. but it it is it's it's so hard it's the negative self talk it's more than anything yes society puts it on us but you and i are perfectionists mm-hmm. and we hold ourselves in every aspect of our life to such a higher standard than pretty much anybody else holds us to we think other people are holding us to this really high standard but we're the ones that are holding ourselves and i think that's where it becomes such a challenge is like you said you walk by the mirror and you're criticizing yourself. So then you get that negative relationship just with the mirror. It's, it's so hard. It really is. And you know, um, like you said, you didn't recognize yourself last year when I had my child. Um, one of my nurses told me something that stuck with me. She said, check your modesty at the door because, um, and your vanity really, because I put on 47 pounds in two days. I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom, you guys. My husband was physically having to carry me. And for someone that, you know, you want to be attracted to you, that was very humbling for me. And I had already gained 50 pounds during pregnancy. So here I was at over 100 pounds of my actual weight. Um, And my husband was seeing me in that moment. And for me, that was just so heartbreaking. But then seeing how he reacted to it, he wasn't cruel about it at all. He still every single day told me how beautiful I was. He told me how thankful he was that I was growing our child. And one thing I think too, Catherine, that is really hard is we grew up in all the gossip magazine tabloids, you know, like, oh, get this body in 20 days or do this, do that. And then now we have social media to compare it to. And every single day we're refreshing our mind with that toxicity. And it's like, you just keep refreshing, keep refreshing. And there's a new girl who has this or has that. And it's just it's so toxic. But one thing I did, you know, this year actually that I've been trying to get Catherine to do too was my husband told me about this thing that David Goggins, Huberman, all these guys talk about called the accountability mirror. And so all my insecurities, no matter what they are, I put them on the mirror in front of me when I'm getting ready that day. Some of them say like, you know, um, be healthy for your child. 
be um, you're beautiful the way you are. It's just little reminders, you know, that I'm okay or write words that matter. Do something today that's not for yourself. Be a better wife. Learn to get to know your husband away from the screen. Spend quality time with your son away from your phone. There's just little reminders every day. And that accountability has been really good for me because I don't just focus on what I look like. I'm focusing on what I want to be. And I think that if you're at home right now, get some sticky notes. Write some notes to yourself and some really, um, you know, just some nice reminders of things that you want to be in the best version of yourself. Stick them to your mirror. I promise you'll start showing up as her. Well, one of the things that I love that feeds right into that is we've talked a lot about how negative self-talk actually affects you physically. It doesn't just affect you mentally. And so being able to have those affirmations um, and just goals and what you want to do. I'm a big affirmation person. I write down affirmations. I like to look at affirmations. I tell Mm -hmm. myself affirmations. Alexis and I have both started doing cold plunges. And every time I do a cold plunge, I sit there and tell myself like, oh, you're so cool. You're so good at things. You could do anything because it's hard and I'm doing it. And I remind myself like, okay, your body can do this. Your body can do great things. But we have talked about, and both of us have found ourselves slipping down into this negative rabbit hole of, okay, we don't see, we don't see the progress we want to see with our body. So we will start, you know, not eating as healthy because we Mm -hmm. think if we restrict more of our food, well, that negative self image and self-talk is trauma affecting our bodies. And that's something we've been starting to dive into, but it's just so incredibly interesting to me. And one of those really does have to do with giving ourselves some slack. And I think that's something that's really important is shifting your mind and shifting your mind into, like Alexa said, she wants to, you know, be strong and healthy for her child. But looking at your body instead of thinking, oh, I can't believe it looks like this. Think of the things it can do and how strong you are. And for me, I've tried to really shift my focus with food too, because I have weird food intolerances and allergies. And we're still trying to figure out the weird intolerances that cause all my inflammation and being tired and all of this. So that leads to me trying to do total anti-inflammatory diet. Well, then that gets really hard and I get really hard on myself if I don't follow it, but I have to shift the attitude that, you know, you think like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And then you feel so bad and you harbor all this negative self-image rather than, and self-talk of like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I messed up rather than like, oh, okay, I had a cookie. Now I'll move on and mm-hmm. keep on this journey, right? We allow ourselves to be so easily derailed and that's that's one of the things I am really, really trying to shift and focus is how can I stay on this path and maybe take a little a little diversion every now and then, but don't let the diversion turn into a full freeway ramp exit, right? Mm-hmm. See, my thing is too, like kind of bouncing off that a little bit, we can try as much as we want to get healthy. You know, we're in a culture where skinny is sexy. Everybody wants to be skinny. Everybody wants the instant gratification of working out. But that's not how life works in any asset. I mean, and if you look at anything that you truly want, it takes hard work. It takes time to get there. And I feel like, too, one thing we really need to shift instead of just focusing on what we're eating is our mind. Yes. The book I'm reading right now is really interesting because it's talking about 
it's called the gift of fear. And it's about all the little things that we don't necessarily, like a kitten, for instance. A kitten is innocent. However, a kitten to a baby bird is deadly, just as a baby bird is to a worm. Our mind is the same way. Our mind can be deadly to us if we let it get there. And I truly think it's pretty interesting that like all of us focus so much on the gym or we focus so much on eating or if we focus so much on this or that when really the most deadly thing we have is in our own mind. <laughs> We're sitting yes. there every single day telling each other these things. And one thing too that um, I have a friend um, who actually used to be my assistant and she had a friend that was telling her one time that her mom was dealing with a lot of illnesses. However, every morning she woke up, she looked in the mirror and she said, wow, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. And within months, she healed herself. So, I mean, yes. that's a perfect example right there of just talking good to yourself because what you believe, what you say eventually will come to fruition if you don't give up. Absolutely. The power of your mind over your body really is so incredible. I, my mom has always said, I really believe in this because she's always said, when you don't feel good, I feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel wonderful. And yeah. it really does help. And I have so many stories I've shared with you of people in my family, you know, literally being able to overcome the odds with cancer, for example, simply because they were so determined to show up mm. for their family and to live for certain occasions, that kind of thing. Your mind plays such a huge role. And if you can take the time in the morning to give yourself some positive self-talk, I put up these silly little, I think they're from Amazon or TJ Maxx, these little empowerment cards that tell my tell tell me something good and I put up a different empowerment card and that's like my positive thought for the day and it is you'd be so amazed you know it's so easy to talk about positive affirmations and positive mind and all of this but have you ever when you feel really grumpy or upset because I had to do this a lot as a rodeo queen and Alexis had to do this a lot as a journalist uh, put on a smile when you are so unhappy and Mm -hmm. eventually make it till you make it (laughs) Yes. And eventually your, your smile honestly makes you feel better, right? Mm -hmm. The muscles in your face smiling, you really do start to believe that you're happy. And that's exactly what I think Alexis and I are talking about with this positive self-talk of you're almost tricking yourself with your mind into feeling better. Mm -hmm. I have an idea. This might be something different. If you're listening right now in the car, at home, on the treadmill, I don't know where you are. Um, I want you to do me a quick favor. Real quick, Catherine, tell me something that you love about yourself. It's a great question. I love that I'm strong. I guess that's the first one I came up with, like physically and mentally. I I love that I'm strong. Mm -hmm. What about you? I I love that I consistently show up. Yeah, I love about myself. Even when I'm tired, like I'm there for my child, I'm there for my husband. This morning's a perfect example, you guys. Did I want to wake up at six forty-five and go run and make bread for people and casseroles and all this stuff? No, I did not. But I knew that it was something I needed to do because I just knew I needed to show up. And so that's something I love about myself. So and showed up for me, showed up for the podcast. She shows up for I everyone. Did. I love that. I try. I try. But I just think right now, if you're in your car or whatever you're doing, I want to give you just a few brief seconds to tell me something you love about yourself. We love it. We love that you love something about yourself. 
we honestly, we probably would love that about you too. And that's just something that, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have to throw this out there because we've talked about this before. And I think you might've even said this on the podcast before. Perfect moment. When you list the things you love, how long does it take to list yourself? Exactly. You know, um, I was telling you about that scripture this morning and I actually took a picture of it and sent it to my mom because if you guys don't know, my mom had a stroke last year and recently she had a pretty big, big fall and broke her wrist and a few other things. Um, and it's been really hard for her to show up. I mean, it's all, it's a year at this point, this next week is a year that, um, pretty much our lives changed forever. And I, the, the goodness, the Bible study that I'm reading right now this morning, it was all about healing. And, uh, my friend Kayla sent it to me because she knew that I was on a journey of healing. And I was reading all the things that says, friends, no matter what unknowns or unanswered prayers you woke up to today, let's find comfort in what we absolutely can count on God for today. God promised to guard your heart and mind. God promises to give you his peace. God promises to comfort you in all your troubles. God promises to help you strengthen you. God promises to bless, protect, and be gracious to you. God promises to give you rest when you're weary and burdened. God promises to hear and answer your prayers. God promises to supply all your needs. And I thought that was really good this morning just because, you know, we're talking about body image. And all those things can go back to your body, you know. God promises to bless my healing. God promises to bless my mind. God promises to do all these things that really can relate to your body. There's a lot of things you can take out. Like I always love, there's a game that children play that says, I love, and you replace it with something about yourself. Whether it be like, okay, like Catherine, I love you. I love that you make me feel like a better person. I love, and there's so many little things you can do like that to trick your mind almost into believing that you're wonderful. One thing I had to do, and I mentioned it before, and I, I don't know if I've told, I think I've told Catherine, I tell her everything. So, um, but one thing I did was last year when I was at my lowest, um, you guys, I dealt part postpartum depression pretty bad because of my delivery. And my husband made me start watching the office. <laughs> he was like, you need something to make you laugh. So I'd be at three, a.m., three in the morning, feeding my child, just laughing at Michael Scott. But one thing that I learned during this whole process was that I had to rid myself of things that made me doubt who I was. And one of those things was I have a lot of friends that are beautiful on social media and I had to like pause their stories or hide their stories for a time being because it was making me feel worse about myself, which yes. <laughs> I, like I told the therapist, it's, it's not their fault. They didn't know what they were doing. I mean, it's not like they meant to do it. However, for me mentally, it was so healthy. It was good because I wasn't comparing myself. And I think a lot of body image comes down to comparison. It absolutely does. And comparison is the thief of joy. I know we've talked about snoozing on social media before anything, but whatever you need to do for your mental health is so important. I sometimes need total breaks from my phone. I do so much of my job on my phone. Just so much is tied to my phone, to social media, all that. For my own mental health, self-image, everything, sometimes I just need to not have my phone, not pay attention to it, be outside. Because when I'm outside, like I talked about, I love that my body's strong and capable. And I like to be outside and doing something outside, whether it's riding my horses, even just going for a walk. And without that phone, that tunes me back in. So that is, I'm so glad you brought that up, Alexis. 
And then the social media sometimes has the good things, though, Catherine. Did I send you the video the other day of the little girl? I love it when little kids come out and give us such wisdom because it's like, okay, it's so basic, but yet why don't we do it? There's a little video trending right now, and it's so cute. It's a little girl, and she's sitting there talking to her mom, and she's like, I'd rather have a friend with two chins and two faces. And I laughed so hard because I was like, accurate. That that is children for you. They don't care what you look like. What if we looked at ourselves like we did when we were children? I remember I used to put on princess dresses and I play with Barbies and I just felt like so beautiful. I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was like I went to a new world. Why can we not have that euphoria as adults? Why do we get worse when we actually have more? I don't understand. I know. I I totally agree with you. That's such a good point. We should be able to dress up like princesses and have fun. And to be fair, the last time I did feel like that, we were recording this podcast wearing bathrobes with pink feathers and pink heart sunglasses. That's us for you. You know, I see my little boy every day. He's your godson. Obviously, you see him all the time, too. But this morning, Catherine, you would have laughed. He took my coffee cup and it was empty, but tilted it, took the lid off and tilted it up like he was drinking like us and then put it down, looked over at me and rubbed his belly and just gave me this laugh. And I was like, I need to have the confidence of steel. (laughs) We both need to have the confidence. (laughs) And not only that, but that's another thing too. For those of you that are moms or are like me and have sweet godsons in your life, that kind of thing. Look to those kids because mm-hmm. that is something we joke about so much. Steel just will look at me. It doesn't matter if I have the world's messiest hair, no makeup, sweatpants, or I look like a million bucks. He just looks at me with so much love. He looks at Alexis with so much love. He doesn't care what we look like. He strips down all of the the silly insecurities we have and just loves us. And that's exactly, I love that. Have the confidence we did when we were kids, but also see ourselves through the eyes of those sweet little ones that love us. Mm-hmm. It's such a confidence builder. It really is. And you know, guys, here's the thing. I want not physically to strip down, but I want you to (laughs) good clarification, take your makeup off, take your bra off if you want. So wear a shirt, please. Um, (laughs) let, let me just see you in your raw form. I just want to see you be you. And then I want you to go in the mirror and I want you to say, wow, thank you God for letting me be her because you know what? The world needs you. The world needs your tenacity. The world needs your favor. The world needs what you bring to the table. And I think so often we forget that. So if you're listening today, I hope you know that you're beautiful. You're so wonderful. You're loved. And you know what? You've got two friends in us who are ready to cheer you on at any time. We are going to fangirl you, cheer you on, and we love you and are so grateful for you listening today and just grateful. Yeah, you're here and you're wonderful. Also, we have to do the snaps today for Catherine, you guys. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell all this, but my wonderful friend, a lot of you ask all the time, do you ever get jealous of Catherine? Uh, No, I'm inspired by her. And yesterday she did something super wonderful. She helped a child through court, and I'm just really proud of her because that little boy, she just changed a life, and she didn't even have to do anything except show up and be herself. So think what you must, but... People like that make the world better, and no matter what you did today, it helps someone. So you're loved.
Absolutely. We love you. We'll be back with a more in-depth episode soon, but reach out to us. We love your messages. Let us know what you want to talk about. If you have a funny story to tell, sometime we have to tell stories that aren't just funny stories about me because I have so many of them. So tune in next week because I have a really good one that we didn't have time to tell. (laughs) Oh God, what's it about? It's, It's from yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> she knows. Okay. I call her instantly. <laughs> that okay. Is very true, you guys. We love you all. Bye. You are beautiful and wonderful. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 